from him who fills us and feeds us and gifts us to be his disciples so that we are the last, so that we serve the least, so that we receive him as Lord. From him be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Our text for this morning is our gospel lesson where Jesus says, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a little child and put him in the midst of them and taking in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. This is our text. Last Saturday, a group of your fellow members, 12 of them to be exact, got together, 12 is a good biblical number, isn't it? Twelve of us got together to begin to discern God's future for our church, for your church. It was a fascinating day with great discussion, with challenging thoughts, with exciting ideas, and I really wish all of you could be there, but if all of you were there, I think we'd still be there, because we'd still be talking. But it was such a fascinating day to see such a great, diverse group of people from this church getting together for a common purpose, and by the end of the day, with a common purpose. And you're going to be hearing a whole lot more about this in the coming days and months and even over the course of the next year. But one of the things that this group of people determined that we could do better as a church is to clarify and to define what a disciple of Jesus looks like, but more specifically, what a disciple of Jesus who goes and attends and is a member of Ascension Lutheran Church looks like. We're going to be working hard on that over the course of the next 90 days, and isn't it fascinating then that we encounter this gospel lesson for today, that the Lord somehow sees fit to put this text before us just after we had this discussion last week, and as we're beginning to think more about what it means to be a disciple. It's fascinating because in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus predicts his passion three times. And each time he does it, he gets more and more specific with every time, with every prediction. He talks about his passion, and then his passion and death and then his passion, death, and resurrection from the dead, and he gets more and more detailed. But it isn't only that. Every one of those three times, every time Jesus predicts his passion, he also immediately follows it up with a little teaching to his disciples on what it means to be a disciple, which speaks right into the life of Ascension Lutheran Church today. Because Jesus begins to clarify for us today what a disciple looks like. It might be a little bit uncomfortable for us to begin to think through this and talk about it and what it really means for us in our lives, but it's clear. Because of Jesus' passion and death and resurrection, Jesus calls us to be his disciples. It's kind of one of those, because I, therefore you. Because I lived, died, and rose again, therefore you live as my disciples, specifically like this today, Jesus says, by being the last, by serving the least, 
and by receiving the Lord. So let's take a quick look at all three of those today as we move forward just a little bit. First, Jesus says that as a disciple, you are to be the last. Nobody likes to be the last. We all want to be first. We want to be the greatest. In fact, that's what the disciples were arguing about as they were on their way back to Capernaum, Jesus' home base. They were arguing about who was going to be the greatest of Jesus' disciples. I wonder what you would think about me if I would walk around carrying this sign. Nobody likes a braggart, do they? Now, we kind of get it when LeBron James says it or when Muhammad Ali says it, but those regular, normal people in our daily lives at work or family members or whatever, walking around thinking and saying they're the greatest, we are not too pleased with somebody who does that. But let's be honest, the desire to be great in the eyes of other people is something that we all desire. It's actually part of who we are as fallen, sinful people. And sometimes it jumps up and bites us when we act like we're holier than thou or, or when we look down on other people for not being like us. You know how that is. One of the problems of trying to be the greatest is that no matter how great we become, there's still that nagging suspicion somewhere in the back of our minds that we're not quite great enough. We experience that never quenchable thirst to be still greater to prove ourselves to be worthy and to be loved by everybody else, but especially to be loved by Jesus. And I suspect that that's what was happening with that group of disciples there that day. They were arguing about who was going to be the greatest because they thought in their minds that the greatest one was going to receive the most love from Jesus himself. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? But on the other hand here this morning, Jesus isn't calling us to have low self-esteem. There's nothing inherently wrong with being successful. In fact, if I have to go in for surgery, I want the best surgeon to operate on me. If I have to take my car in to be repaired, I want the best mechanic working on my car. And if I go out to dinner, I want the best chef in town to be preparing my meal. There's nothing wrong with being number one, but Jesus this morning tries to put that in perspective for us. He turns it on its head as to what it really means to be first. He says the greatest one is actually the one who willingly and unconditionally and consistently stands at the end of the world's line, whatever that might look like. A disciple is the one who is last. What does that look like in your life? What does it mean for you to be last? The second description of a disciple that Jesus gives to us in today's text is that a disciple is to serve the least. En mezzo, those are the two Greek words that Jesus used to explain, or that Mark used to explain what Jesus does when Jesus carries out this very literal children's sermon for his disciples this day. En mezzo means that Jesus took a child and put that little kid right smack in the middle of them. Perhaps they were standing in a circle 
and this little kid stands right in the middle of this group. There was no missing it. There this child was, and Jesus says, whoever receives such a child in my name receives me. This is a very, very radical statement in Jesus' day because later on in the book of Mark, we see Jesus taking children into his arms and blessing them, but that's not what's happening here. Here Jesus isn't blessing children or holding them up as examples of the faith. He's not saying that we should put hours and hours and hours into painting the nursery or spending thousands of dollars on furniture before the child is born or showering the kid with gifts after he or she is born. Because at the time of Jesus, children were nothing. They were the lowest of the low. They were really, they were really no good for anything until they were old enough to help out with the chores or tend the sheep or help earn income for the family. Nobody in that day and age wanted to serve a child. But this one, and Mezzo, this one standing in the middle, this one that is valued least, Jesus says, is the one who is to be valued the most. He's actually saying that when we serve the least, we're serving God. When we do one, we're doing the other. You can't take the two apart. And in our serving so, we are actually performing acts of worship. It is worshiping God to serve the least. So who are the least in your life? Who are the least right here in our community that we as a church could be or ought to be or should be serving? Are we serving them well? The third descriptor Jesus gives of a disciple in today's text is that disciples receive the Lord. He goes on, whoever receives me in the form of the, this least little child, whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. That is, he receives the heavenly Father and all his gifts. A disciple is not only the one who is last or who serves the least, a disciple is one who receives the Lord. The disciples of Jesus' day were blessed to receive Jesus on a daily basis. They heard his teaching. They watched his miracles. They got his forgiveness day in and day out. They walked with him and talked with him. It was a gift that we can even see in today's text that they often took for granted. It's a gift we take for granted too, don't we? It's why that there are always... Uh, seem to be a few empty seats in our Bible studies. It's, it's why people far too often prioritize other things over weekly worship in God's house. It's why we sometimes struggle with church finances or, or with finding enough volunteers. Jesus is here in this place for you in his word. He desires, he wants to give you his sacrament Every single week, he wants to love you and forgive you in his house. He wants to give you the gifts that only he can give. Gifts like grace and unconditional love and true peace and most of all the forgiveness of your sins. So how are you at receiving the Lord? By now you're beginning to see, I think, at least I'm beginning to see, that I am not always the greatest 
at being last or serving the least or receiving the Lord. But I also hope that you see that there is one who is. He's the one who was the last, the one who served the least, the one who on a daily basis received from his heavenly Father his gifts. He was the one who was actually at one point in time in the very category that he describes today. He was the one who was en mezzo in the midst of them, the one who had been such a little child. He knew firsthand what it was like to to be the least and not always to be received. Certainly the Virgin Mary received him, the, the shepherds received him, the wise men received him, but don't forget there was no room for him in the inn. And as he grew a little older, Herod wanted to kill him. And it meant that his family had to flee to Egypt. And in general, as John tells us in the first chapter of his gospel, he came to his own, and his own received him not. Jesus knew. But more than that, Jesus grew up to be the one who was least of all as he hung dead on the cross. He was the one who was served with nails and spears and with sour, bitter wine there on the cross. He was the the one who was denied all of God's gifts as he suffered literal damnation in hell on the cross as he suffered for us. And yet through it all, he was the last for you. He served the least, including you. He received the Lord throughout the course of his ministry, but then especially in a grand and incredible way when he was raised from the dead on the third day. This is the one, he is the one, who by virtue of your baptism into his death and resurrection lives in you today and works through you as a disciple. He calls and enables you to be the last, to serve the least, to receive the Lord. God is making the world a better place through you. God is making this community a better place through Ascension Lutheran Church. He's making us to be his disciples. Remember what he said, if anyone would be first, he must be the last of all and the servant of all. And Jesus was that for you. And as a result, now you are... For him. Amen.